What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Real Estate of Mind. I'm Mike, and as with always, I'm here with my trusty co-agent, the Kai Guy. Hey, how are you? <laughs> What's up, Kyle? So today, we are going to talk about... The daily life of a real estate agent. Oh, that's right. I forgot. No, this is going to be fun. And I hope you enjoyed the improved quality. We kind of took what we saw from our last podcast and... We're going to try to improve every week. This is new to us. Kyle's very nervous and scared. It's fun. It's great. I love it. But all right, let's get to the topic at hand. The daily life of real estate agents or realtors. So like off the top of your head, quick, just name a couple things that like a real estate agent or a realtor would do on a daily basis. So obviously probably 80, 90% of the time is lead generation. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you stay up to date with your current leads, see what they're up to trying to find new leads, whether you pay for subscriptions or whatever, Uh, then you got to look at your inventory. You're going to have a a focus on a market that you want to be in. And you're going to want to make sure you have an understanding of price of the properties, what some properties offer. If a property expired, a property coming onto the market in a couple days, things like that, you want to understand your inventory. So if it comes time for a listing uh, appointment, you can go ahead and be like, look, these are some comps in the area. Uh, And then from there, you also have keeping up with real estate trends, mortgage rates, things like that. Those are more minor, um, depending on like your situation. If you have someone that's looking to buy, you're obviously going to look into mortgage rates. But again, consult your local mortgage lender there to uh, get accurate information. But, you know, it's you got to stay up to date with the current trends, the current market in order to be able to relay the information back to everybody. Right. And it's important to know whether it's like a buyer or seller's market or anything so that you know how to price your, you know, your friends listings correctly. That's right. <laughs> so, no, that's very good and that's an interesting tidbit and it's very true. I mean, that's basically what we do all day every day unless we're showing houses. So, me and you come from completely different day-to-day activities because you work in the office and I get to work from home, at least for a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, tell us what your day-to-day is because I don't, I don't sit there watching you every day. Yeah, so, again, I'm an assistant to the broker, and I, aside from doing, you know, whatever they need help with in the office, I'm sitting there working on myself, too. Uh, whether it's looking for potential marketing campaigns I can do, there's times where I'll look up, uh, postcard mailings or flyer mailings and try and come up with ideas for brochures or whatever and figure out where I want to hit. Um, ideally, right now, I want to stay within my neighborhood a couple miles and whatnot just to keep a little bit of a foundation there, uh, get my name out. But I'm, I'm also trying to get more leads. So for me, I mean, we have this platform that the company pays for that gives us leads. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't. <laughs> yeah. We both had those experiences. Um, and it's a matter of, okay, well, I got this lead. Let me get in contact with them. Okay, got in contact with them. Now what? They want to go see the property. All right, well, how do I do that? Let me yeah. schedule the appointment. Let me get all the listing information. Let me get whatever other paperwork I might need ready uh, for the showing. And if the showing's the same day, then it's a matter of, okay, let me get some notes. Let me see if I can contact the agent, figure out some information there, and go show the property. Um, other times, you know, and during the office, I'm sitting up at the front desk and people call in, I answer the phone, or people walk through the door and I'll talk to them. It's just like a normal receptionist job, except you can get potential leads. Yeah. Um, kind of sounds boring in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> but it's, it's really not. So with real estate, 
you constantly have to invest in yourself because again, you're your own independent contractor. You own your own business. You're your own brand. You work right. for a company, but you're your own brand in this company. And you're in like a weird spot because one, you're helping somebody else who already has an established brand. Yeah. And on top of that, making your own brand, finding your own leads, doing your own thing. Yeah. And answering the phones and making right, the yeah. phone calls and, 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 you know, talking to people that walk into the door. Yeah. So for me, you know, I'm always trying to figure out ways to invest in myself, uh, whether that's trying to contact expired listings or for sale by owners, my apartment complex, things like that. Like I'm always trying to contact people because at the end of the day, it's your sphere of influence. It's going to help you right. get your name out there. Um, and it's that lead generation part. Yeah. So, I mean, my day to day is a little bit different. I wake up probably, probably the same time as you, like eight, eight fifteen, yep. and um, you know, I I kind of plan my day, get my day ready. I drink my coffee. I sit down at my work desk, and uh, I kind of plan out who I'm going to call, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. If I got to send more people listings or anything like that, because no one's going to answer the phone at like eight, nine up to like 10 o'clock in the morning. Especially if they're at work. Yeah, right. They're either getting ready to work, going to work, just getting to work, or they're just trying to establish themselves in the day. They haven't got to that point where they're like, all right, now it's just like, let me make my money and I can answer phone calls. Mm -hmm. So I usually wait till like 10, 30, 11 o'clock to start making my phone calls. And the first phone calls I make are to catch up with uh, my active leads. So everybody that's immediately returning my information. And then I go down the list to my less active leads and then eventually I get to like the bottom of the leads where I send up that follow-up email if they're, they're not answering my calls just to say like, hey, you know, just want to see if everything's still going well, this, that, the other thing. And, uh, and then it's, you know, I go into MLS and I look to see uh, the expired listings, if I can make any phone calls to that. Because sometimes it's kind of hard because you don't want to talk to the old agent, you know, about like why that house didn't sell. Sometimes they're really nice. I've actually gotten a few, you know, phone calls. I mean, granted, the agent must have sucked so bad because the people just didn't want to list their house again. And then, um, so I would go through that, call the owners, and then I go to the for sale by owners. Haven't mastered that one yet. Some of those people are really weird, the for sale by owners. If you're selling your house by yourself, sorry. Some of you guys are just, they want to like ask me all the information. Like I tell my real estate agent and they'll try to get all the information they can out of me. Like, like I'm just giving them information for free. And I'm willing to work with these people. Like don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I'm willing to work with them and tell them the things they're they that they're doing right and doing wrong. But they're like, I want all of your services, and I I don't want to pay you anything. It's like you go to an attorney. You're like, I want you to represent me so I don't go to prison, but I don't want to pay you. (laughs) You know, so I get that. And then usually by the by like two or three, uh, the people that haven't gotten back to me immediately start coming back to me. In between there, sprinkling some lead calls, and then uh, I'm setting up showings. I try to set up my showings on like the same day basis. Never works out perfectly, but I always try to because I'm down here Tuesdays and Wednesdays or Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I would like to I like to set it up down there. Like tomorrow, I got my showings, which will be nice. And then uh, yeah, I just get ready to go. So like, what's your what's your like game day ritual like your showing ritual like when you're showing a place is there anything you do differently than what you do normally or no honestly no it's just you know print out the listing papers one for me one for the client and uh look over the agent side of the form uh the listing and okay well this had a price decrease of 50 bucks within the last two days something like that um 
and then from there you know i might if i know i'm going to a place that's full of condos or apartments i'll look and see what else is available uh, typically there's going to be more than one available especially during certain times of the year and from there you know i'll, I'll print out a couple extra properties that are available and be like look these are just some of the others that are available in this area this development or neighborhood would you want to go see these and uh, if they say yes then okay well some of them if they're vacant it's confirmed automatically right if they're not vacant then you might say okay well let me put in the request and maybe tomorrow we can go i'll let you know right um otherwise you know it's just make sure i have my game face on when i'm there make sure i'm nice and try to be as professional as i can try and be as helpful as i can obviously they're going to ask us questions that we simply won't know the answer to and the listing right. agent might not even know the answer to um and that's when you kind of you don't want to say i don't know that answer and just leave it at that you kind of want to say it's your question i would like to find that out for you let me get in contact with the listing agent and then start taking notes of some things that they have questions about or concerns about and that's what you have to try and relay back to the listing agent now sometimes you don't want to lay it all on the listing agent right. at once you got to space it out a little bit um, especially if they're serious about putting in an offer you don't want mm -hmm. to just like hey this 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 and this you got to kind of space it out um, so that way it doesn't seem like this tenant's going to be a huge pain right. to the landlord um, and then otherwise you know it's just you follow them around the property enough to make sure that they're not going to damage personal property mm -hmm. or seal personal property. Um, you're there. If they have a question, you're yeah. able to listen. But at the same time, you don't want to follow them around and have them feel like they're breathing down their neck. That's sure. not what this is about. You want them to visualize the space as their own and make sure that they're comfortable in that space. Um, and then when they're all done looking at the property, like, do you have any questions that they might not have asked before? Um, you know, this is the process of going through right. a transaction like this and um, you know what are your overall thoughts okay you know you might say I really like this property I'm, I'll consider putting in an offer or they might say I know there's others let me go look at it and again that's right. when you come back and you say okay well here's a couple others you know mm -hmm. there's also more I just didn't bring them all because there's a lot or right. something like that and you go from there you know it's then you got to say following up with them, emails, phone calls, texts, whatever it is, send them over the listings and then let them look it over and, and have them get back to you. Otherwise, you know, it's just pretty much like meeting someone new every time you go oh, out yeah. with somebody. And That's my favorite part of the job, though, is getting to meet the meet all the, the different people. Yeah. I mean, even the bad people that I've met, like I've met with some people and they're just terrible humans. But other people you meet, they're, you're like, you're so nice. Yeah. Like, why, why are you so confused? But I like it. Like, exactly. let me work with you because you're, you're awesome. But, I mean, it's that's so very true. I mean, my, my game day process is a little different since I'm commuting here. And uh, I get stuck here. You, you get stuck with me for an extra day. Yep. But but I get there. I get ready to go. Uh, I, I give them their listing. I get the CIS report. I give them all. So everybody's staying within legal contention. And uh, I walk in the door and, and I just tell them, like, look. Like, I'll walk with you. I'll stay here. Like, whatever you want. I just want you to just get a view of this, you know, get a view of the space first. And then I'll walk you through after you've given your own view. And I'll show you some things. And then um, at the end, I'll ask, you know, same thing. Is there any questions? You know, do you really like this place? Do you want to make a move on this? Um, like, the house I'm showing tomorrow is pretty popular. So I'll tell them, like, look, if this is the place you want, not to, I'm not here to force you to do anything here. But if this is, the, you know, if this is the place, 
should probably make a move on it because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a process. Tomorrow's a rental, so, you know, the, you have to go through all, like, the NTNs and all that stuff. Yeah, so. we'll get into that in later episode yeah. here. So, I mean, you have to go through all that process. But, you know, sometimes when you just get the ball rolling, it's better than nothing. I mean, um, the one buyer showing that I that I went to that wasn't a wasn't a fluke with a no call no show. Um, they were really cool, but they didn't like how the house looked. They loved how the pictures looked, like when I sent them to MLS. But it was like it must have been like the perfect conditions of everything. Like the lighting was good, everything was great, and they got in the house and they're like, "Yeah, it just doesn't look like the pictures. I wanted the house to look like the pictures." Let's make a disclaimer here. Don't listen to the pictures. Make sure you go see the property yourself. Pictures can be very deceiving, and there's this thing called Photoshop. <laughs> Not that you know agents Photoshop these pictures, but obviously in order to sell the property, they have it on these listing services yeah. or Realtor.com, and, and they have yeah, yeah, the pictures are enhanced, so you got to go see it firsthand and make yeah. sure that you can actually visualize right. it. I mean, and the people were really nice about it. They knew it wasn't my fault or anything. So, and they like you know they like how I represented myself and everything. So you know they want to continue working with me. Granted, they haven't found another house that they liked, so. They're kind of just on, you know, the back burners, I guess, so to speak, because I keep sending them listings. They just can't get anything that really, uh, really follow, you know, resonates with them. So we'll see how that goes. But right now, I'm good with buyers and rentals. I mean, I'd love to get a seller here, but you know, one one day at a time. Build that foundation. That's what we're right. Build to do. the foundation. It's exactly. So, so let me let me ask you this: What are some fears or struggles you you put up with every single day? Oh. The no call no shows, that's a nightmare. I just had one last week. I was telling you, I was sitting there, and everything's good. I call them the day before. They say everything's good. You get there, you're sitting there waiting. Nothing's happening. You're like Jesus. You wait to 15 minutes. Like I always schedule my showings for at least a half an hour because I know like you know there's traffic, life, all that stuff. So I give them the extra 15. So I waited 15 minutes. I gave them a call, no answer. I'm like, oh great. Well maybe you know maybe they just didn't answer the phone. Like and then you know the half the half an hour goes by. I'm like, dude, I sat here for half an hour. I could have left the first 15 minutes, but you know you you always want to you always want to give the people the benefit of the doubt. Like I would really be mad if I left, and then they showed up and they were late, and it was a phone call would have been nice, but still you gave them a chance though. Too. Yeah, so so that's bad. Uh, my other one is is when the people are so interested in something, and they're like, all right, like let's do it, let's make a move on. You're like, okay, let's schedule a showing for Tuesday. Eh, you know, maybe not Tuesday. I'm like, all right, well, what about Thursday? You know, Thursday would be good if you could do it before, like, 7 in the morning. You're like, no listing is going to – like, no one's going to let you in their house at 7 in the morning, vacant or not. And then they're like, or can we do it Sunday night at 10 o'clock at night? Like, that's, that's the time you really want to do it, Sunday night at 10 o'clock at night. And, of course, the houses they want to see are, like, not they're not vacant. So the people are living there. And it's like, no, you can't do that. And then they get mad at you, like, you're the one that can't do it. Like, dude, you're the one asking for the weird times. Like, you can ask for any time during the weekend, like, a normal time. And the week, I mean, the weekdays, we're, we work pretty well with people. I mean, we've shown houses at 6, 7. I think I was even planning to show a house at 8, and then the guy, like, backed out. So, I mean. I mean it is part of the industry, though. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you do have to be a little self-conscious on that yeah. and just realize not self-consciously aware of what's right. going on there right because at the end of the day as an agent we're here to represent you mm-hmm. make us mad or right. annoy like maybe 
not to say that we personally wouldn't, yeah. but some some agents would react that way and be like, oh, well, I'm going to drop you or I'm not right. going to give you my all or right. I'm just going to do this to get the money. In the or room. you do it at these weird times and the people that you're trying to buy the house from or rent the house from are like, dude, like, why? Like, mm-hmm. why 10 o'clock? That's so weird. I don't want to deal with you. And, and now we understand that you have work or other obligations during the day. Yeah. That's normal, but it's also the fact that, you know, right. we have lives too. We're yeah. not, yes, we work on commission and everything and we're motivated to sell and, and find you a home mm-hmm. and get this transaction over with to help you out. But we're also people as well. Yeah. Like, there, there's a line between, you know, willing to put ourselves out there right. certain times of the day, but then also we want to live our lives too. Yeah. We don't want to be super dependent, especially right. since some people can be flaky and yeah. just dodge everything. And I mean, there's like, you know, you know and I, the way I look at it too is like there's a safety concern. Like after a certain time, I just don't want to show people houses because yeah. it's just dark. Mm-hmm. Like one, you're gonna see the house just just with the lights on. Mm-hmm. Two, like you just feel unsafe. And three, you're meeting somebody that sometimes by some chance either. you never really yeah. met them, or you met them once and they seemed okay, and then you come out of your meet at night like. Exactly. Just a little, like, you know, for me, it's the safety aspect. Yeah. And then the, the before 7 o'clock, like, trying to schedule one, like, if I call the other agent and it's not in our, like, office, listing yeah. office, you know, they're going to be like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, no. Like, even if the house is vacant, they're like, no. No. Like, 8. They, they usually have the list from, like, 8 to 8. So, I mean. But I've had more people than not that are, you know. They're willing to work with me, so I work with them. Like they're like, I don't get, don't work till six, so I won't be able to see the house till you know seven. So that's it's, fine. It's like, that works. Is right. what it all comes down to. Right. And I guess for me, you know, one of my struggles is to have the confidence to know what I need to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to know as much as I can about the process or the property, whatever it might be, because I don't want to mislead you. You know, I'm here for you. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that everything goes smoothly. Obviously, a lot of the times. You know, it's out of your control. Right. But I, I want to make sure that I have the confidence and that I know what I'm talking about or I can supply you with the right kind of information so that way you feel more comfortable and build that trust in me. At the end of the day, it comes down to, depends how you look at it, but it comes down to relationship building. And are you a person that they can trust or are you a person that's just there for the money? And me personally, I'm more of a person that wants to be there for the trust. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, there's definitely people, I mean, we've seen agents in our in our time that are literally here for the money and they're just like i will tell you the good things that you want to know so i can get my paycheck and i mean granted there are some successful ones but i mean the majority of the people that we know even if they are a bit stiff on their requirements like we know people that will only show blank kind of house or blank kind of this or blank kind of that but at the end of the day they still you know they still want to get to know you they still talk to you they still you know, event, they still email you every now and then, give you a call to see how you're doing. And it's those people there that I see that are the most successful at it. And it's getting to that point. But, you know, the groundswell, you got to start somewhere. And that's, you know, that's kind of where that's kind of where we are. Like, I think we're at the very, not at the very beginning, but we're at that cusp of graduating from never seen a real estate transaction ever before in my life to, so, okay, like now the balls are rolling. Learning a little bit yeah. of lingo and everything. Yeah, yeah, like now the balls are rolling. I feel a little more, more comfortable in my shoes. You're able to build off that experience and help right. it for the next one. Right, and then be very helpful for the people. My final annoying thing is I had three leads for buyers, and I still have them in my CRM, 
and they were so interested in buying. And I'm like, okay, like let's schedule a showing. And they're like, okay. So the first this is my first one ever when I did it, and they were like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll do a show on the Thursday. I'm like, okay, cool, like that's awesome. And then so I called, I called the office, and um, I don't, I don't think you were at the front desk. I don't know who it was, and uh, and I got a hold of Tony, and Tony was like, tell them to get pre-qualified before you do it. He's like, you know, he's like, if you don't get them pre-qualified, like you don't know if they're gonna want to buy the house. Like, they might just be there to window shop. And a lot of people do that. I've come to find out now that that's true. So I told them, I'm like, well, you know, have you been pre-qualified? And, you know, how recently was it if you have? And if not, are you going to do it before we see the house? And they're like, nah, I'm not going to get pre-qualified. Well, I took Tony's advice, and I was like, well, I can't show you this house. Like, I know I'm still fresh into the business and all that stuff, but I'm not going to, you know. You don't want to waste your time. I'm no, and, and I don't want to waste their time. Yeah. Like, what if they say, like, you know, like, there's always the shot that, like, yeah, none of the place is not for me. Then it's just your time wasted. But what if they do love the house and come to find out that they're not qualified? Then you lose everything. You right. went, you went, like, that's not, you can't salvage that because they're not prepared for it. That's right. So that really sucks. So pre-qualification is key. And make sure it's from a correct pre-qualified place because there's a lot of places that will, quote, unquote, pre-qualify you. And the number you get is not the number that actually represents their like financial means. Yeah, and one of the best ways to get pre-qualified could be through your bank. Yeah, right. Easily, um, people tend to, if they hear, you know, oh, well, I got it from this place, mm -hmm. but it's not like a well-known name or anything. Right. They might just say, no, we need it from a well-known name. Yeah, it's the trust factor. Right. Exactly. Or like a lot of people stop, like with Rocket Mortgage. I just read this probably yesterday and they were like sometimes it's good sometimes it's way off like high or low i don't i don't know the math on how they do the whole thing but now i see i don't know how much it is in new jersey but they're like you know what we're gonna have to get you qualified another way like i need proof so then you go get to you know you get like rocket mortgage and then you go to your bank and they make sure that the numbers are are similar you know to make it worth it for them which means put in as accurate numbers as you can as possible because yeah. You might really like a property that's over a hundred thousand dollars that you can't afford, right? And it might be your dream home, might be the perfect home, whatever. But the last thing you want to do is foreclose on it, and then your credit's damaged for ten years, yeah. and then you can't even you're rent screwed. a place. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now you're in trouble. Now, now you got to dig a whole another hole. You found your dream home, you couldn't afford it because you fudged the numbers, and then here you are, like you said, you know, month, year, two years down the line, like, oh my god, I can't pay for this house anymore. I'm literally floating upside down in a lake unable to breathe and that sucks yeah i mean we've seen it mm -hmm. so i mean it's pretty pretty crazy world but that's just stuff we deal with every day that's right yeah the no call no shows the flakes the the phone calls the angry angry people we didn't even touch on that yeah we don't we don't <laughs> yeah we probably should really quick like we don't we're not terrible people we're not aggressive super aggressive people right. you know we have to be somewhat aggressive in this industry and again it's sales like mm -hmm. you have to be aggressive but it's we don't want to be aggressive to where we make the people mad right we want them to know who we are we mm -hmm. want to be a household name so that way they might not be looking to move right now maybe in a year they will but they want you know we want our name to come out of their mouth right. that kind of thing we want to be aggressive enough that they know who we are that they'll you know you can't guarantee they're going to come to you 
but mm-hmm. there you can feel a good chance it's gonna come to you. Yeah. That's I mean, especially like. with our strategies. I mean, our backgrounds come from marketing, and then we were both we both you know specialized in sports and some aspect of our thing. So, I mean, we we really believe in more of the relationship based you know sales rather than like the shove it down your throat sales. I mean, like I said, it works for some people. You know, it just doesn't work for you know my mindset. It doesn't work for your mentality. It's just not smart for us. You know, just yeah. not smart for us to do. Mm-hmm. But then you get the angry people. And I think we should really touch on this, if only briefly. We call the expired listings, and sometimes the people just didn't have a good experience with their uh, former agent, or maybe their husband or wife, if they were you know, for sale by owners. And we kind of step into the boxing ring as soon as you give them the call and you tell them that like who you are and what you do, uh, some of them they just hang up on you. Um, I just call them back a few weeks later <laughs> and see what happens. But some of them they will literally take their day out on you, and if you don't have the right like head for it, like you're screwed. Or if you're not prepared to just get yelled at for nothing you did. Oh, it's the same with door knocking too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get called a lot of weird names. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Of, a lot of different words. That I didn't even know existed. But, I mean, so if you're in that position where you're just waiting for a real estate agent to call you to lash out, just take a deep breath and remember, he's not the guy that possibly screwed you up or, you know, messed up your house sale. He might be the one that's going to help fix it or, or make it better. So, I mean, but most agents are trained to, like, you know, Sympathize let, and just let it go. Yeah. Like let it happen. Let them let them yell that because once they're finished yelling, usually they're pretty civil about it. So I've actually had somebody uh, a for sale by owner freak out on me, hang up like after he was done just yelling at me, hang up, and then he called back and apologized. Nice. So nice. It's really interesting. <laughs> wow. So. All right. So you got any other final words here? No, no. we no. we covered we covered a lot. All right. That was that was really good. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was all right. We survived. <laughs> I hope you guys are getting interested, you know, staying interested in it, and I hope you get some good information out of this just like we do. And remember, we're growing as as time goes on. We're new agents, and mm-hmm. we're learning just as much as you are. We're just feeding off of our experiences, off of our stories that we hear and everything. Um, so take what you want from it. <laughs> we're here to help. Um, we're here, we're, part of the, the goal here is to – make a real estate transaction be as smooth as possible. And that way you understand it. So if something comes up, you know, it's like, oh, well, they've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Or like, I know I might know how to handle myself with right. something like this. Obviously yeah. it's not, if something comes up, it's not gonna be the best news in the world or whatever, right. but it's how you handle it yourself yeah. afterwards. And good real estate agents want to guide and advise, like we were taught. And we, we want to teach you just as much as we know so that you are prepared going into this and you don't get swindled by a smooth-talking, psychopathic real estate agent, which I know we oh, may or may have seen. Yeah. They're, they're out there. <laughs> so, uh, As always, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, hit us hit us with the reviews on uh, was it iTunes. and Yeah, so we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. Again, Facebook, Twitter. And uh, What's the we're way? Google Play now, too. We're Google. We're Google Play. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, we, so the Android people can uh, – that's right. Enjoy us now too. That's right. Oh, I didn't even know that. So that's good. So what are, what are we on uh, Facebook and Twitter? Uh, Facebook's Real Estate of Mind podcast. Mm-hmm. Twitter's REM podcast. YouTube is REM podcast. 
SoundCloud, I'm just going to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, but iTunes and Google Play, we are Real Estate of Mind Podcast. Make sure you look for our logo because there are a couple other ones with the same name. Um, but we have the cool, you know, the pixelated cool rocket yeah. ship paper bear plane <laughs> logo. Um, we do. I love our logo. And you know what? We're, we're on the first page. As soon as you search Real Estate of Mind Podcast you oh, know, yeah. on iTunes, it used we, to be you had to scroll. But now we're on the first we're page. Number we're number one. Right there. We're, we're not right. number one, but we're right there. All right. Well, very cool. I like it. So let's start reviewing. I, we'd love to hear what you have to say about our podcast. Leave us with some five-star you know, five stars so we get up there on the iTunes page and uh, maybe we can we can get a contest going or something after we get a few more reviews and stuff. Sound good? That's right. All right, let's leave it at that. So for Mike and Kyle here at Real Estate of Mind, later. Deuces. <laughs>